This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be sh- And now your host, TJ. All right, and here we go again. Minivan Dad Soccer Pod, Chicago Fire Post Game Show, Halloween Edition, one-one draw with Nashville. I'm I'm your host TJ. I'm joined with Senior Editor of Hot Time in Old Town, Pat. Pat, how Happy Halloween. How's it going tonight so far? Uh, I ate way too much candy. Okay. And now my stomach hurts. Okay. You know, anytime there's a draw, I, I always like to lead off with the question. So we're going to start with my favorite question. Is it, was tonight two points dropped or was it a fair result or well, was I, it a, was it, was it a point gained? A stolen I, point? I would, you know, considering the fires road woes this year, I would consider it a point gained, but considering the fact that they had 63% possession and 600 and some passes and completely just jammed it down Nashville's throat in the second half and could only manage five shots on goal. Maybe it's um, maybe it's two points dropped, but that's what Nashville does. They absorb pressure. They, you know, Walker Zimmerman is very good. Dax is obviously very good. They're good at not giving you clean looks and then they Mm -hmm. kill you on the counterattack when they get the chance to. Uh, Luckily they didn't get that opportunity in the second half, but yeah, the, the fire did everything well, except for the shots. And when they did get the look from Elliot, um, it didn't go, but, but yeah, that's, I, I, I think overall to answer your question, I think it's one point gained and, and here's the problem. Here's the big problem. Now we knew, you know, four points would probably get them in considering they had the game in hand, mm-hmm. S- you know, six points would definitely get them in. We don't know that they have the game in hand anymore because Minnesota has Minnesota again and has more positive COVID tests had to cancel their game tomorrow night. Hopefully now the fire don't get all the way up to Minnesota on Wednesday before they cancel the game again. They can get that done early, but that means that the game in hand is gone. Points per game does come into play in the only team mm-hmm. that will affect, which is Chicago. And maybe one point wasn't good enough tonight. Maybe now you absolutely need three against uh, NYCFC. So we shall it, see. I think at this point you, you, you need three against NYCFC regardless. I, I think that's... We should know. That's the good news. We, we should, after tomorrow night's games, we should know exactly what they need. Right. Um, so. I'm looking at it right now, and live right now, they're above the line because they're at 1.05. Um, my Inner Miami's only at a point per game, so is um, DC United. And so that's, you know... I think Atlanta, technically um, the fire would have gone down a little bit, right? They were at 1.05 before. It, they're still showing this is the live game one, okay 1.05 so i i don't know how that's determined i would have thought the same thing but i guess it would be 1.04 i mean it's it's a point on a when you're 1.05 it's kind of minimal. it's really close yeah right and tomorrow so tomorrow we've got uh dc um and new england revolution and uh inner miami has toronto fc mm-hmm. toronto fc i believe is in florida that's in florida is that right I think Montreal has Orlando too. That's another one we should be watching. Uh, that Montreal it does have Orlando and yeah. no, the, uh, Montreal's ahead of the 
Montreal and Orlando are both ahead of the fire. So yeah, Montreal's, Montreal's the right. last spot that isn't mm-hmm. claimed. So it's a, it's a game less so than we want to eliminate, you know, inner Miami and DC United, but Correct. Montreal's another game to consider at least. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to gain points. So, all right. So let's go through the game quickly and then we'll get your, get your feedback from the locker room tonight. It looks like, so fire go down, you know, the first, up until this point was weird compared to the rest of the game. Nashville was on the front foot. The fire were stuck defending yeah. most of the time. Nashville's just whipping crosses in right, left, right, left. And finally on a set piece that gets crossed, goes out to the wing, gets crossed, back to the middle. Uh, Rio steps between Georgi Mihalovic and um, Boris Sekulik to head it past um, Shuttleworth. one nothing down. And much like the Philadelphia game, they went down a goal, and they woke up. The fire woke up and got into the game. The only difference is this time they between this one and Wednesday night is they don't have the red card in between, which obviously was overturned by the league. So Calvo was back tonight, and Calvo mattered. And then Nashville just went completely into a shell. Yeah, and that, it was like Jose and, Mourinho was coaching. And it was – I was going to say it reminded me actually more of a CONCACAF U.S. Game. No, you're right. Yeah, and we shouldn't get – Jose Mourinho's all kinds of offense now lately. But, but yeah, it did look like a CONCACAF game where they were just going to sit back and, and absorb all the pressure. And, and, I mean, it was 9-10 behind the ball. Yeah. But it wasn't 9-10 behind the ball on the defensive. It was 9-10 behind the ball in the last third. Like, they were sitting yeah. all the way back yeah. third and making very little effort to get out of the back. And it was Look at it the was space weird. on the Pineda to, to Boris – pass look at the space that Pineda gobbled up in front of him he's just like yeah I guess I'll just dribble this down if you're going to give it to me and he actually said after uh the game that um he was thinking shot the whole way and then um he's like he he was you know giving up the body language that he was going to shoot and he he could tell the defenders were preparing for that and then he saw Boris at the last minute slip the pass Boris sneak in and yeah and Boris and uh, and Joe Willis left the near post wide open. And as yeah, a goalkeeper, yeah. you don't you don't get beat near post. If you get beat near post, it should be a thing of beauty. Now I will give Secular credit. He put it where it needed to be placed, but that's a lot of he had a lot of room to shoot at for a near post. You want him to go far post all the time because it's a hard, it's a further shot. There's more chance of anything mm-hmm. else happening. He left it wide open. One one and after 42 minutes. And that was it for goal scoring. The only other real substantial chance came when Elliot Collier decided to beautiful header off the inside post when the entire backside rattled the post, which seems to kind of sum up Elliot Collier's season. I'm not trying to bag on Elliot by any stretch of the imagination. He came in. He was he was dangerous. I I, I saw someone put on Twitter. It was oh, Collier going one on two against everybody. But he was getting through them and getting yeah. the chance. He had a nice His cross energy too. was, yeah. He had a really and... nice ball that he slipped through that no one got in the end of a few minutes before the header. Um, yeah, he he was dangerous, and and you can see why Wiki thinks he's a good late addition to a game when you want to score another goal. But um, at some point, he's just got to make it happen, and he hasn't. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to throw a question at you. I just thought of now, so you got to kind of bear with me. Obviously, CJ is still do, um, out with his family, which 
God bless him for it. How much would he have mattered as a late sub or even in the, in this yeah. type of game? Be, because you think of people who can break somebody down. CJ's solid at that. CJ yeah, knows how to find CJ those spaces. Another one to find yes. those spaces. He he, absolutely. He might have been able to do it against Philly too. Like it's it's he's a guy that you would you would like to have. I I say I said it along. Wiki and the club made the right decision to let him go, and and CJ made the right decision to go. Absolutely. Um, that I mean, doesn't mean that you don't miss him on your team. So no, and um, and 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 I wasn't trying to reference anything other yeah. than because we're both we're both dads. I, if I'm in yeah. CJ's spot, I'm doing the same exact thing. I don't care, come hell or high water, and I know you'd be doing the same. And that's why I said bless him for doing for being a family man and bless the team for letting him do that. But I, I'm I in a game like this, and you you referenced the Philadelphia game as well. He he gets missed in something like that. It, yeah. In in any in both in both cases, especially knowing, I I presume tonight he would have been in the starting eleven. Knowing that Nashville likes to sit back and defend, he's someone who can break who causes problems with that if you want to do that. And um, yeah. So the with the way the quarantine world uh, rules work, he would have to quarantine for nine days. Okay. Um, to the down to the hour before he can rejoin full team activities, which means it's got a timeout that if he's going to play, he would have had uh, to be back N- already. NYCFC, he would already have to be back. So in in, in quarantine, it's it, the clock starts when you get back in the local market, and mm-hmm. it's 216 hours exactly before you can walk in the locker room or rejoin any team activity. So, um. I don't know that he's back. I haven't, I've been, you know, his, he's put some pretty sweet videos up on his Instagram of his daughter. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked him today, so I don't know. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's not, but um, I would suspect if he's not back, he can just take more time because um, if they make the playoffs, the game would be right after the FIFA window. So we're okay. looking at um, November 20th to the 22nd, somewhere in mm-hmm. there would be this seven through 10 play in game that they would be playing in. Okay. Um, and so you could easily get him back in, you know, a few more days and he could be not only done with quarantine, but in full team activities and, and good to go. So um, he'll be back for that. I'm, I'm not doubting, but, but um, I don't know if he'll be around for the, the game on the eighth against NYCFC. And we don't know if the game on the fourth is going to happen. So sure. Um, no rush in that. So I know you're still working. You're doing your, you know, getting your piece up for Hot Time and Old Time, your post game write up. Yeah, and I have to do this stupid podcast that interferes with my writing. It does, and but it also helps you clear. I, I like to use the excuse it helps you get your thoughts clarified, you know, sorted out and clarified, and maybe you get one or two stupid opinions to put in there. So we're gonna kind of go with that, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, however, how was the locker room t- I, in the post game? How did they who? Who did you get to talk to and what kind of... It was uh, Mauricio Pineda and Miguel Navarro. Mm -hmm. Um, They both seemed upbeat, happy with the point. Maybe they wanted the full three, but um, Pineda is uh, a dude who... I know he's like right out of college and a rookie in in MLS, but just it's sort of like the same way he plays. His, His media presence is very chill and very smart he's just a smart guy um and then you know miguel's a a, a same thing for him really and i think in part this is because he's a dad but um 
he's a 21 year old guy who who seems like you're talking to an older guy too so they're both they're both really good at they give you really solid answers not you know stuff that is you know considered dumb or what you'd expect maybe from other sports that's one of the things i like about covering soccer the guys are usually pretty intelligent but and then wiki um was uh his usual self i i like to make fun of wiki in my questions sometimes because he says the same things all the time not that he's not right but one of the things he says all the time he stresses all the time is we can only control what we can control and we shouldn't worry about anything else and so i my question to him tonight was I know you always say that you can only control what you can control and you shouldn't worry about anything else, but will you be watching some games tomorrow night? He laughed and said, yes. So he will be watching. He's like, he, 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 uh, he will be happy with some draws or some losses tomorrow night from some of these teams that we're battling with. Yeah. I would say, I think we become big. Um, we big, definitely big Toronto fans. I guess we have to be, fans of Bruce Arena's New England Revolution. I'm not really sure it's possible because it's Bruce Arena, but it's one of those I, th- I think we have to for tomorrow, at least for the night. Do you know, um, I was thinking the other day, like... Oh, shit. Because I, I get to cover Wiki, who's actually a pretty cool guy. If I had to cover Bruce Arena, like insulting my crash questions all the time, day in and day out, I don't, I don't know that I'd enjoy that as much. Probably not. I... I I like Don't the know. snarkiness to a point. I do. I like the snarkiness to a point, but it's entertaining. But after, you know, after you, point, you, I, know I, I, I guess I'm going to take this a little bit off the rails in the sense of when, you, when you're thinking about it, covering New England sports right now, when you talk about Bruce Arena and um, Bill Belichick, that's a whole lot of miserable yeah. in, in, yeah. One, in, one, in one market in, sharing in a one stadium. stadium. Yeah. In one stadium. I mean, yeah. if there's cloud cover perpetually over that stadium, it'd make a lot of sense because those you talk about two guys that are just old and grumpy. They make me look happy, and that's hard to do. So, yeah, that, there's that. Um, so, I, you know what? And I guess you said that the both both uh, Navarro and Pineda were upbeat, and they should, and they really should have been. Like, they control the game. If you go to the Opta board, the amount of touches that Calvo had that – Pineda had that Jimenez had it it was it was wonderful to see I mean I Jimenez I I want to point out tonight there were times he was playing center back there was times he was playing in the mid he was playing a six an eight a ten he went up to the nine at one point he went very Jermaine Jones like but it seemed like the difference between him and Jermaine Jones it seemed like he had the team working around that and not Jermaine Jones is doing whatever the hell Jermaine Jones wanted to do. Um, do you want I, some bad news on him? On, on, I, I, I saw you reference this on Twitter, but I'm going to let you go ahead and, and put this one out yeah, there. Yeah, uh, he's been called into the Paraguay team again, mm-hmm. um, which the good news is that the if they do make the playoffs, um, the playoffs don't run during the international break. The bad news is that since they would have to play the play-in games, and if he plays in the second game for Paraguay, maybe they can strike a deal where he only plays in the first. But if he plays in the second, I don't think there'd be enough quarantine time for him to play in that. So that's a monster loss. Yeah, that, that yes, it, it, it absolutely is. I mean, he has been as good as advertised when he's given time with the team. Um, there's no question about it. I, I, I feel like this is a team, if they make the playoffs... 
I'd say this is a team you wouldn't want to play in the playoffs, except that they're brutal on the road. So you'd, you'd fancy your chances against them. Um, but so you think this is going into tonight with the way Nashville had been playing really well of late. I, I would have take, been happy with a point, and especially with the Fires' troubles on the road. I, I agree I would have taken a point and been happy with it. But the way the game shaped out, I feel like this might have been almost too dropped, just in that they had 60% possession. They had shots. They had crosses. Like I said, I, I hearken back to the countless number of CONCACAF qualifier, World Cup qualifiers where the, where the U.S. is playing 10 behind the ball in the penalty area and just can't break through and it's, you get to people who are bagging on the fire and fire Twitter saying they can't break anybody down. That's why Nashville's a playoff team. You can't break them down when they do that. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between them and Cincinnati. Cincinnati tries the same crap. Cincinnati doesn't do it nearly as well. That's why Cincinnati's the bottom of the table. Nashville's Nashville is not. I mean, um, Nashville right now is sitting in the eighth spot. So that's that's why. <laughs> It kind of comes down to that simple. If you're going to play that kind of a shell, you better be good at it, and they are. Um, Cincinnati's all but eliminated, by the way. Um, they're still alive. I think. I think on. They would need every single result to go their way, and they would need to get the tiebreaker. They have 16 points, and the fire have 22, so they could only get to 22. Mm. Um, they would need every result to go their way be, with the other teams, and then also. They would need to overcome the tiebreaker, which is <laughs> yeah. It's they're, gold they're tw- if it's, it's minus it's gold, five. If it's gold differential, yeah, they're nope, not going to happen. Toast. So, so right. I guess theoretically, the fire could go minus sixteen into. Oh, no, I yeah, no. Yeah, you know what though? Even the other day when I wrote the the piece, um, looking at all the remaining teams that are in contention for the playoffs, I did not include FC Cincinnati. So even though they technically are, they're not. All right. So so we come out. So we're sitting on 22 points. You know, I because this game was such a late game, I will be the first to admit I did not get to do player ratings. Um, I was busy. We don't need to do player ratings. We really probably don't. I know it'll upset people, but you're not going to uh, give them to me tomorrow for hot time anyway. So let's be honest. No, I, no, let's be honest. We're not. I, I'm going to sit on. I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to go. No, I really. But I, but I am not full of Halloween candy. I have. I don't think I've had any today, believe it or not, which is weird. But there's truth to it. Um. So Minnesota game, do you think it? What, what's your instinct telling you? I don't think it's going to happen because I do think that MLS owes the fire an early answer on this. So um, they they can't let them fly to Minnesota again and lose another day of training after doing it once. And that said, Philly had a player test positive, and that game happened. So. You, you never know the circumstances around which player specifically tests positive. Like when the fire had a player test positive, it was clearly someone that wasn't um, in the day-to-day mix because they weren't worried about any, they, they knew that it wasn't going to spread. So that then the Columbus game, I believe it was went on without a hitch. If the, if the Minnesota situation is similar to that, then maybe, but obviously they canceled tomorrow's game already. So it doesn't look good. Um, I think they have two cases now. Correct. And, and, think, and that was just yeah. it. They had, they were sitting on one and then another one just hit positive today. That if was, I were the fire. What would you do if you, if you had the choice, I'm not saying they do, 
do you take the game in hand knowing it's on the road where you've struggled or do you just roll the dice and take your chances with with points per game and, and go into that final game at soldier field where you've been good knowing that if you win that game in hand you're in you're all but in then well i mean let's let's think back to the game the last time the fire played nycfc they I'd, I don't I'd think like Connor to... Sparrow is going to be in goal. No, in and that, and and that kind of takes away, takes that game and almost throws it out the window because Connor Sparrow was not good that night, and I think that ref- makes the rest of the team have to co- try to cover for that. You don't get to play the same the same game you want to play, so I don't know. I, I this is one of those. What what do you think? I mean, break it. Th- what do you? What's your what's your instinct telling you? Would you would you want? I mean, Minnesota's obviously their lineup is thrown out of whack with these COVID cases. It's in it's at in Minnesota. Um, like you said, the fire struggles on the road. I feel like I'm going to couch my answer by saying I feel like I'll know the answer for sure after tomorrow night's results. And fair, fair, because if nothing changes between now and then, I feel like you take your chances of. Points per game. If like if Inter Miami, DC United both lose, I feel you 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 take your chances. Yeah. And who does um, Atlanta? I guess Atlanta still. Oh, they have Columbus tomorrow night, so that doesn't bode well. Or tomorrow afternoon. Oh, that's in the finale. Sorry. Um, tomorrow night. Does Atlanta even play? Atlanta has Cincinnati. So yeah, Atlanta is the one. They're probably gonna win that. I would think so. Well, that puts them at twenty-two point. That puts them at twenty-two. Right. Right. So, but they have struggled. I mean, that's really it's almost. A, and then um, Atlanta finishes w- with Columbus. So, yeah. Hopefully, Cincinnati goes ahead and wins that game tomorrow, and then gets eliminated through one of the other games. I'll take a draw. I'll take. I'll take a draw in that game. If you're looking, if you want me to play it out, my what I'd like to see is. I'd like to see a draw in that game. I'd like to see Orlando win, New England win, and Toronto FC win. Yeah, that would do it. That'll be an ideal day. Doesn't get any better than that. Nope. No, no. it no, it no, it really doesn't. Um. So. So did now. At least when you're looking at, is there is there any talk about MLS doing a bubble for the playoffs, or are they going to keep doing what they're doing? Uh, as far as I know, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. I've, I've heard talk of it in the sense that people have speculated that they should, but I haven't heard any talk that they will. But and, they have a little bit of time with that FIFA window to plan that out if they're going to. Or maybe they do like baseball did where the wildcard games are in the local markets and then they shift to the bubble. They were in the bubble in the, in the wildcard games as well. Those teams were those teams were in the hotel because I I do recall watching the, the Twins play their first game and there was fans in the stadium but it was the families that were in the bubble. Oh no no, no. I mean like yeah but they weren't at neutral sites. They weren't at neutral site but yeah, they were they, they were right, in a hotel they were, they, were, they were the bubble started and there. And in theory the MLS teams are in a bubble now but it doesn't seem that all teams are. Well are, are they are they in a hotel full time? No they go home but they're, they're supposed to only different... go home and then yeah. And that was the difference work. with with Major League Baseball. Those that opening round, they were in a hotel in 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 a in a bubble. That's when the bubble. They started. should probably do that. 
that would be, I think, the ideal way to do it. And I, the reason why I ask that question is anybody who follows soccer knows this as well. The USL one yeah. final was canceled for COVID outbreak, and now and then today the USL championship was canceled due to a COVID outbreak. And the, I think it was Tampa, Tampa Bay had the outbreak, and they were hosting tomorrow. And then USL, I want to say it was Greenville. No, it was Omaha. I think Omaha had it. So you have the USL, the top two USL divisions canceled because of COVID the week of their championship game. And yeah, the, I think you could define if you were going to wrap up the 2020 USL championship season, it would be something to the effect of racism, homophobia, and COVID cancellations. Which is, which is really a shame because I, I was actually excited. To, I was excited to see that final in Tampa, in Tampa yeah. or in St. In St. Petersburg at Al Lang, which is, got a beautiful view of the waterway mm-hmm. they're, they're great great crowd and you have the villains from phoenix which obviously you know you know me i'm a phoenix supporter but they're the villains coming from phoenix that were they had the they had the homophobia thing they had the play, the fans on the field after they had the that hand of god to get them out of the first round mm-hmm. they had fans on the field after their, you know it's just like they were well hated and here it is they're in the championship so you had the good guys and the bad guys and then the game's going to be canceled, which is and it was really depressing because in the sense of you had USL on ESPN tomorrow night, not on the Deuce, not on the news, on ESPN yeah. one, and you and you've given it away for COVID yep. and players not doing the smart thing. And the crazy thing is, I think I think Phoenix has built up enough bad vibes that mm-hmm. I wonder if I mean to me they are. The, the team that should be next up for MLS. And I, I wonder if they've done any damage on that. So I, you know, you know what? It, I'm going to say no. And I'm going to, and we're, we're going to wrap this giant up. TV market. It's, it's a, it's a city of 2 million plus, plus the suburbs, which are another million or two. You're right. It's a giant TV market. If, if they have the, the ownership with the money, they're a market you want. Um, it's just that simple. You, you, if you want villains for ownership and villains for teams, come on. You have NYCFC, which is Saudi money. You have Red Bull, which is obviously the Red Bull money. We can go down the line. Anschutz is he's got had some questionable deals. Um, I mean, Delroy Hansen in Salt Lake City. Come on, you really want to go would, down? I would, I would point to Denver as as um... Stan Kroenke, your 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 buddy Stan Kroenke in in Denver. I forgot about him. So. Just because we're in a market where the ownership seems to not be complete douche canoes, doesn't mean they're not going to take. Uh, you know, they're not going to accept somebody else. That, you know, with with questionable character in terms of their ownership, yeah. it, it, does the check cash? Will By the way, support uh, the team? NYCFC, not Saudi money, Emirati money. Sorry, it's the uh, sovereign wealth fund of Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. My my, I apologize. Sheikh Mansour. Apolog- Sheikh Mansour, correct. And, and and oh yeah, and then there's also that that wonderful the wonderful guy down in down in Austin now that used to be in Columbus. Yeah, there's lots of hate. There's a, there's there's lots of shitty owners in yeah, MLS. Really so if they're Bob adding Kraft, <laughs> I mean, Bob Kraft, who, <laughs> yeah, they they all can't be you know Arthur Blank yeah. and build, putting them in a, a in a in a massive beautiful stadium and the lot you know and so on and so forth. they all can't be that Mansueto and. Yeah, I mean, all that told, 
Brandon McCarthy is a pretty badass owner. So I know he's a minority owner, but still, yeah, he's it's pretty cool it, guy. Yeah, I, I want to say the primary one's Bakari Sellers, who Qdoba yeah. or one of the I think it's Qdoba or something like that. But one yeah. of those. It is, and I like Qdoba better than Chipotle. By the way, I think I'm in the minority on that. I know Qdoba's basically run out of this area, but if, if for the fake Mexican fresh food thing, I still take a normal taco stand over either one of them. But yeah, I always true. like Qdoba better. This is yeah. how has this show gotten off the rails? This is supposed to be a post game show, and I wanted to end it quickly. Yeah, well, I, I took it off the rails because I wanted to. Add, we were talking about COVID with um, with uh. Minnesota, and then I wanted to at least touch on USL, the fact that it that it got completely blown up. So I I wanted yeah. to at least. I do feel like we covered the fire game already, though. We it, we did it, we did cover the fire game, so we're, we we can definitely wrap this up. This is going to be a shorter show tonight because it's Halloween, and kid, like you said, you're, I saw you tweet, kids are hooked up on sugar, so we're mine. We're trying to get them to sleep, and definitely wanted to let them stay up a little bit because the clocks go back and you want to try and get them on some sort of normalcy tomorrow. And so Monday, they're not a complete dumpster fire. There's a whole lot of plotting that goes into this. So anyway, this is a minivan dad soccer pod. Uh, we're at minivan dad pod on Twitter. Pat's at, at Patrick McCrady or hot time old town. I'm at TJ Zaremba. We do fire post game shows. Eventually I'll get back into doing other shows once the season wraps up, which I guess theoretically could be as soon as next Sunday. Um, we're going to need Chris's thoughts on things at some point. We don't need yeah. his thoughts on fire games because he doesn't watch anymore. But no, he doesn't. Um, he, he's he's full time conspiracy now. So he is full time conspiracy, and you know we're we're getting close to the season of Arsenal starting to go in the tank. So I think he's going to have to come back eventually. Yeah, we're going to have to back together and see what kind of. I feel like he'll his return should be should coincide with the national team. And their and their games in in the United Kingdom, so I feel like that'd be a good time to bring Chris back, That's especially a great if they, idea. especially if they play like crap. We get some we get some solid opinions out of Chris out of that. Yeah, one. it doesn't look like Christian Pulisic's going to play in those games, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, um, it, it's a little bit it's a little bit de- depressing to see <laughs> that they're that he's struggling in that sense, uh, or that he just can't stay healthy. It, is there is there anything to that? I, I'm curious. I just the I feel like he's got really bad hamstrings. Okay. It's just I I because they like like he pulled. You did you see that video? He pulls up and like he knew immediately. He threw the penny down and, and yeah, like it was it was like a no brainer that he was now done with that. And he knew they knew, and it didn't look like much otherwise. So. Um, yeah, he, I, I worry about his, he, he's, he's kind of becoming like a bit like Derek Rose or somebody like that to me. And that, not that, not that he's milking it, but just that he's very injury prone. So yeah, I don't want that for him. I want, I want better things for him. We, we definitely need better things from him from a, from a national team standpoint. And just for him as a per, I mean, yeah. it seems like he's a solid dude. It seems like he's, you know, he's a great player. Yeah. You want him to be healthy and just not his, not his form day. Definitely wasn't that. So, all right, Pat, one, one tie in Nashville. What's your final thoughts for tonight? El Daxico is in the books. We go from El Daxico to the Calvo cup, maybe. So, one one final, a draw, no ratings tonight. We'll be back. We'll be back maybe on Wednesday night. If not, we'll be back on the weekend. This is Mini Van Dab Pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
you're done. Even in part three, the dream warriors fail. And Mr. Big Time Freddy Krueger prevailed. It was his proud time, I know you'll never forget what he did to the girl with the TV set. But you can't stop Freddy, cause he's cool as ice. Come right back at ya to slash and slay. Like a Gitsu blade, like a Blender Hill blitz. Freddy Krueger's putting on the wrist. Yeah.